Good morning and welcome to another episode of Real World Talks with Lourdes, Natalie, and Kathy. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Today, we have a guest by the name of Naomi Lampkin, who is our Regional Talent Acquisition Manager of Human Resources for Enterprise Holdings. Good morning, Naomi. Good morning. So happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. No, thank you for being with us. Um, Can you um, share with us and uh, our listeners a little bit about your background and about yourself? Absolutely. So um, I enterprise going on probably, um, oh my gosh, it's going to be 11 years. My 11 year anniversary comes in September. I started with enterprise right out of college. I am a UCF grad. Go Knights. We won't (laughs) hold that against you. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Wrong audience. Um, But um, yeah, so I'm a UCF grad. Um, Funny story. I actually, um, Started my career with enterprise. Um, well, actually, my, my major in at UCF was uh, micromolecular biology, so it has nothing to do with what I'm doing now. I actually had the goal of um, going into medicine <laughs> in some form. And um, after kind of like doing some uh, volunteering and a couple things at hospitals and at a couple clinics, I realized that the work environment wasn't necessarily for me. You know, I'm a type A personality. I have to, you know, kind of be with people all the time. And I realized that in that particular environment, it wasn't be that like exactly for me. So I kind of took a year off to really kind of figure out what I wanted to do. And during that time I needed to work. So I thought that I would just join enterprise and they took people that had degrees and I had a degree and they weren't major specifics. I was like, okay, I'll just do this for a couple months until I figure out what I really want to do because who wants to work for a rental car company? That wasn't the glamorous thing I signed up for. Um, but I went ahead and applied, got the job, and um, I had anticipated, like I said, I was only going to be there for maybe three to three to six months. And I absolutely fell in love with the company culture. I started off as a management trainee in the management training program. I worked at a local branch. Um, I actually am from Orlando, so I worked out in Orlando area area. And I really just fell in love with it. You know, I fell in love with the people I was working with. I really enjoyed the culture. I have a fun competitive um, aspect about me and that really brought that out. And um, once I really realized that I wanted to stay there, I was really excited about the opportunity for growth and advancement. So it went from me wanting to be there for three to six months to now being there for 11 years. Um, But I worked in rental that promoted very quickly. I became a, a manager within a year of working with the company, uh, worked my way up into um, branch management. And then about three years ago, an opportunity came available for me to interview for the HR department as a talent acquisition specialist. And uh, I really, it really wasn't something that I was super interested in at the time. Um, I really loved working in the rental side of things. I loved building my team and um, training them, getting them promoted and interacting with the general public. Um, But my mentor within the company recommended it to me, thought that'd be really great for the opportunity um, based off on my skill set. And so I really trusted her. So I decided to interview and I interviewed for the job, um, got it out of eight people that interviewed and I never looked back. It's definitely been uh, such a joy to be able to hire folks onto our team and talk more about my story. 
Um, and I recently got promoted to this regional position from Orlando um, back in November. So I've been the regional talent acquisitions manager for um, the Fort Lauderdale area um, for, oh my gosh, it's been probably close to eight months. So that's where I am today. <clears throat> Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your background and also happy early work anniversary. Um, Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. So I know prior to us getting on our, you know, our podcast, you were talking a little bit about, you know, how we're all now adapting to our new normal of even work or life. And um, especially, you know, you're kind of saying the keyword right now is adaptability. Now, Thinking kind of about now with your job, how has it now, or what does your day-to-day now look like, and how has Enterprise made any changes with the impact of COVID-19? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'll answer the first part of that first in regards to how my job has changed. So, um, you know, when, when all this hit, I think like with many different companies and individuals, you know, we were just kind of scrambling and figuring out a way to continue to function as a customer um, specific business, but also um, protect our employees and our customers. For me, myself, um, we did at the time, you know, the rental industry did take a, a huge dip, just like any other travel industry did at that time. So we actually did not, we, we put a pause on hiring. We're still not hiring any external management trainees, but we're bringing, we're starting to hire a lot of our hourly positions, such as drivers, um, um, our car detailers, things like that. But at the time we put a complete hold on everything. And I really, um, thankfully because of my vast knowledge of working in the rental side of the business, I was able to help out, um, you know, our people in the field with different areas of business. So I really <clears throat> had to be super flexible and help them out at the time when that initially happened. But now, since I would say the beginning of June, uh, we established that our business was coming back. We made a, we made a lot of uh, changes to our business to make um, our customers feel safe, which I'll talk about in a moment. But, you know, in June... I started to return back to my normal duties and I spend probably about um, 50-50% in the office, 50% working from home. But um, basically a lot of our processes, we're still trying to work out the kinks because once we kind of get into season and start hiring, because we do anticipate that we'll start to be busy again um, come after probably uh, Halloween. But you know, right now we're expecting that our entire interview process until cases start to normalize or go away, that will be completely virtual interviewing. So thankfully, even though we didn't use the technology a lot, our company was already set up to do a lot of things virtually as far as meetings and, you know, the interviewing and kind of disseminating information from the top. So you know, uh, a lot of my day-to-day involves, I do go into the office, like I said, but that's normally only if I need to, you know, grab some files or, you know, uh, look through a couple of things for the office. Or if sometimes I just need that human contact, you know, sometimes you just want to dress up and go out. <laughs> um, and the other times I just kind of spend in the office, uh, in my home office, um, you know, just kind of, again, catching up on emails and doing a couple different things. So that's how my day-to-day has changed, but I'm really looking forward to how the whole virtual interview process is going to work. Um, As far as our company, I am really, really proud of the strides we've taken to help protect both our customers and our employees. Uh, Back in March, we, um, our company um, launched the Complete Clean Pledge. 
And as a rental car company, um, we, you know, a lot of people weren't flying as much, but a lot of people still felt comfortable um, renting vehicles. Again, it wasn't as much as it used to be, but we still had that business. <clears throat> and a lot of things that make it very successful is the fact that a lot of our business isn't necessarily always retail. We have a huge amount of business that comes from insurance replacement business, as well as dealership and body shop business. So during the pandemic, um, we were essential service provider, um, just like these dealerships. So people were still going out and getting their cars fixed and things like that. So enterprise was still there to rent cars to those folks. And we were able to provide vehicles to a lot of our essential service providers, such as utility companies, um, emergency um, response um, folks such as in the hospitals and things like that. So a, a lot of people didn't know this, but a lot of those um, industries would run out of cars because of all the responses they had to do. So Enterprise has accounts with almost all those major companies to help provide those needs to them. <clears throat> so as an essential service provider, we realize that since we're going to continue to remain open, we need to make sure that we take an extra, we go that extra mile to keep our customers safe. So with the Complete Clean Pledge, we have vowed to um, disinfect, in addition to cleaning our vehicles, but disinfect all the high touch points of our vehicles. Um, so things that people don't really even think about, like um, seat belts and touching the, um, the panel on your car, touching the trunk release, um, the seat controls. You know, a lot of people think, you know, we would, we would clean and disinfect the normal areas like the steering wheels, the gear shifters, things like that. But you know, cleaning things and disinfecting like the door handles and stuff like that. That wasn't really something that we had to really, you know, again, we would clean it, but disinfecting it was a different area. So we retrained all of our service agents and our management trainees and our managers on this new process. They had to be certified in the process. And we also kind of put that stamp of approval for that clean car pledge on our vehicles to make sure that our customers know and understand that we are, you know, certifying to them that vehicle is clean. Um, in addition to that, we are also taking steps to keep our employees safe. So we have adopted here in South Florida anyways, each company, um, each region within the entire company are doing things a little different. But in South Florida, since we're kind of unfortunately the epicenter for the virus right now, we have um, continued to move a lot of our business to curbside. <clears throat> so you know, customers are unfortunately not allowed to come into the rental businesses. Um, we are, you know, we have tablets and things where we interact with our customers outside. Um, we are social distancing. So customers um, have that we have little markers on the floor of where customers should sit and stand in order to um, not be too close to our rental um, you know, our rental employees. And like I said, the employees themselves are also required to social distance from their coworkers. So we have um, social distancing measures in place for that as well within the branches. We disinfect, um, I think, four times a day. There's timers in the branch about the times that it goes off where they have to go through and disinfect. Um, so we're doing those things as well. And um, lastly, we are also, like I said, taking steps to protect our customer our, and our candidates through the interview process. So um, a lot of our trainings and em employee engagement and development things, as well as our interview process for external candidates coming in, um, everything's pretty much virtual. Um, you know, if we do have a candidate come in, it's only after we've extended an offer to them that they can come in and kind of see what the environment's like. And again, that's still social distancing. So those are a lot of the things that we've taken. And to be honest with you, we really saw a huge jump in our business once we brought the Complete Clean Pledge to the market. 
um, a huge jump between, you know, just what we were at in March compared to April and May by making that commitment to our customers. Awesome. Thank you for sharing those changes um, that you guys are implementing a lot of um, good changes for the well-being of like the employees and not only the employees, but the candidates and people you guys work with. So I'm happy you shared that. So a little earlier, I know you shared a little bit of your background and you said that your initial career path was towards medicine. We actually have the same career path. My um, well, initially was crazy chemistry. (laughs) Yes. I was going mm-hmm. towards like pharmaceuticals or medicine. And now I'm also like in hospitality, as you can see. And I'm happy you found a place where you feel like um, this is where you belong and this is enjoyable for you, um, your line of work. So my question is, what fulfills you and keeps you motivated to work? Oh, my goodness. So in my particular line of work, um, I'm fulfilled by giving other candidates opportunities, you know, just like me, I, um, <clears throat> I, I had absolutely zero clue what enterprise was. I mean, I knew it as a rental car company, but a lot of people don't know about our opportunities. And, you know, again, it's not a glamorous type, type of job description. You know, a lot of people, you know, when they think about the Googles and the Microsofts and the things like that, those are, you know, in the Amazons, those are well-known glamorous names and enterprise is well-known, but, you know, to be honest with you, before I started working for Enterprise, I'd never rented a car in my life. I started, you know, right out of college. I was 21 years old and um, I really, you know, didn't know much about it. So being that it's not a well-known name for employment in that regard, um, you know, being able to tell people, you know, to keep their options open and to come on board with our company and to realize that we're, you know, we're just so much more than just a rental car company. Rental car company is, you know, our brand, that's what we are, but that's not what we do. What we do as a company is we invest in our employees so that they in turn can provide excellent customer service. So we're in the people business. And I just love introducing, um, you know, I I have that like light in my eyes anytime I talk to a candidate, whether it be, you know, at the time at a career fair or, you know, maybe just prospecting someone on the internet and telling them like, hey, Enterprise, you know, has this career for, you know, college educated individuals um, in the management training program where you can start off entry level and continue to grow your career. And a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't even, you know, I didn't know that, you know, and then I can tell my story as well about how, you know, yeah, my my degree wasn't specific to what I'm doing today, but I learned so much about to be an effective manager from what I did in college and how to plan and be strategic um, that's going to be applicable to the, the day-to-day of what they do. And you're just kind of redirecting people because a lot of times there's, I mean, of course, you guys know you're the experts, but there's probably, you know, just so many people out there that go to school for one thing and end up doing something completely different. I can't tell you how many psychology majors we hire, um, you know, on history majors and, you know, folks that, you know, have such, you know, great interests, but sometimes it doesn't always translate to the real world right away without going on to get, you know, higher education. So just telling people that there's a career with a company that has been around for, you know, forever for 60 plus years um, that cares about them and their success is tied to the success of the company is really what drives and motivates me every day. Having those conversations, seeing that aha moment with candidates, and then seeing it come a reality. I always love when the people that I hire that maybe had no 
um, idea about enterprise then get their first promotion in less than a year. You know, those opportunities are great. And, um, you know, that that's really what motivates me to do my job every day. And I obviously being able to sell a great product, you know, I'm, I consider myself to be a salesperson and I sell our opportunities and being able to believe in what I'm talking to candidates about because I've done it myself. Um, I've done, I've, I've done for seven years of my career, what I'm hiring people to do every day. So I have firsthand knowledge. So, um, that's really what motivates me to go to work every day. Oh, and you know, I'm not, I'm going to be completely honest. It doesn't hurt that, you know, I get paid well and I'm a very driven and motivated person and I like to get promoted. I like to be the best. I like to be at the top. So enterprise also has that competitive nature, even in what I do in the talent acquisitions um, arena. Um, so a lot of those things help and push me to want to be the best as well. <clears throat> oh, thanks for sharing that, Naomi. And, you know, yeah. our office and including myself, we can definitely relate um, being that we meet with a lot of students and it's such a rewarding and fulfilling career to be able to have, like you mentioned, those aha moments, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have them with your candidates and we have them with their students when it comes to career counseling them and helping them find their path. So, you know, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, can you share with us what sacrifices you need to get to this particular point in your career? <laughs> You know, this is a good question. And this is um, one of the few questions that I probably just kind of um, struggled to answer a little bit only because, um, you know, struggles is, is, a, is, is, a, is an interesting word or sacrifices is an interesting word. For me, you know, I would say the sacrifices that I've had to make at the time probably seemed like sacrifices, but now have been the best decisions I've made. But <clears throat> one of the hardest decisions, if I could use that word instead, if you don't mind me kind of cheating a little bit with the question, um, one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make was obviously that transition from um, working on the rental side of things and then transitioning to a completely different department within my company. And I say that because for seven years, my entire goal was to become um, district manager and regional manager and things like that in the rental field. And I kind of had those blinders on and I had absolutely no um, intention of kind of moving out of that arena. <clears throat> but it was really, really hard to have that conversation with my mentor, someone I really, really respected within the company, tell me, you know what, I think you could be great at that, but I really think you could be great at this too and to keep your options open. And for someone like me who is incredibly focused, incredibly goal-driven and oriented, um, you know, I really, it, it took a lot for me to kind of like divert my gaze a little bit to something different, but I'm so glad that I did. So I would say that that was probably one of the hardest decisions I had to make in the company. And then the second hardest decision I've ever had to make, I don't know if any of you guys have ever relocated for a job, but that was incredibly difficult for me. Um, so I, um, <clears throat> I've spent my entire life in Orlando for the most part. Um, my family's there, you know, my friends are there, what I, you know, I know where everything is. <clears throat> and um, when this opportunity came available, I knew that in order to get to the next step, I couldn't do that in Orlando because that opportunity just didn't exist in Orlando. Um, I could probably get to another step um, in Orlando, but I would have to do this first in order to do that. Um, you know, uh, each department within our company has its own kind of career path. And um I, you know, I spoke, I spoke with my, you know, manager at the time and mentor, <clears throat> as well as um, Terri Ann. She's my manager today. 
Um, and she is the group talent acquisitions manager here for all of South Florida. And I spoke with both of them. And when this opportunity came available for me to, you know, kind of manage the South, the Fort Lauderdale region, um, you know, and move, really, it was just the relocation part of it, even though it's only like three hours away um, from Orlando, that's still a huge move. You know, the, the, the environment's different, the cost of living's different, things like that. But I knew that I had to take that, um, you know, sacrifice, so to speak, I had to make that sacrifice from what I was familiar with in order to advance my career down the line. Um, And I I didn't want to get comfortable. Um, And uh, that was a huge step. And, you know, it's been great. I've learned so much working in this market, you know, as a lot of people might not know this, but working in talent acquisitions, um, the hiring market is different for different regions. So the type of candidate and the type of you know, things I have to say and do in order to convince people to come on board um, with enterprise is different than what I had to say in Orlando. It's similar, but it's different. You know, the candidate's different um, and and what you strive for is different. So um, I'm learning so much already, so many different things. I'm involved in a lot of um, other areas than I was in Orlando. So um, I'm really growing and stretching myself and I feel like I'll be prepared for that next step when it comes in about a year or so. Awesome. So... I know you sh- when you were sharing um, updates on the impact of COVID-19 on enterprise, you shared that um, candidates and you guys are still doing like interviews. Um, not many students would know that right now, but could you share with us like what types of opportunities does enterprise have currently for students? Just to share with them a little bit. Yeah, sure. So, um, like I said, as of right now, we're still, we, we are moving in the right direction. We've had a lot of staffing meetings and things like that. <clears throat> but as of right now, if a student was to go online and look for management training opportunities in South Florida, they're not posted yet. Um, we're not hiring anyone externally. However, the goal is by September that we'll have these opportunities open, which means that when we join you guys for the career fair and things like that, I'll be able to actively talk to them about positions that are there. But um, let's talk a little bit about the management training program. So that would be the specific um, targeted program that I would chat with the chaplain students about. Um, and, you know, when I was in Orlando, I worked heavily with the Rosen um, Hospitality College uh, with UCF. I'm, sure you guys are familiar with that, um, that college, you know, it's in the epicenter of, you know, the tourist area right next to Disney. And, um, you know, a lot of the things that I shared with them, I'm going to be able to share with Chaplin because, um, I think a, a lot of people, when they initially think hospitality, they immediately go to hotels, um, theme parks and, um, you know, um, I can't think of the name right now, but I'll just say airport, um, or airline. <laughs> But basically, just kind of reintroducing and talking to students about the fact that enterprise is also a part of the tourist, um, you know, industry, and not just the tourist industry, but that customer service industry. I think for me specifically, when I think hospitality, I think just a customer service interaction in general. It doesn't necessarily have to be someone that's just traveling, but just someone in general that is looking um, to gain a service from a company um, for transportation in any way or for um, lodging. So enterprise is a part of that industry and a lot of people don't even realize it. Nobody really thinks about it. And um, with our management training program, you're able to gain the opportunity 
to come in entry level within a job and be able to grow your career very quickly and very rapidly. You know, um, you know, I don't want to say anything because um, I don't know too much about the hospitality business, but I do have a relative that works in hotels and it took her about 20 years to get to the role she is today. And we're currently at the same level and it took me half the time. So, um, you know, being able to work for a company where you have rapid growth and where you're able to, um, you know, kind of you determine what that career growth looks like and how fast you move based off of your hard work and how well you perform. So our management training program, you start off as a management trainee. The program lasts anywhere between eight months to a a year initially. And that timeline depends on how quickly you can meet the, um, you know, the expectations of the role, both customer service, um, sales and leadership wise. So there's leadership training, sales expectations and things. And I use sales very loosely. We're not like a hardcore beat you off at the top of the head type of sales job. You know, it's just about generally offering our products and, you know, it's a sales through service model. Um, and once you're able to meet those expectations, you would take our management test. It's about a four hour, four part interview style test where you sit down with, you know, someone from our risk management department, someone in human resources. Um, you sit down with someone in um, that's in the area manager position. So someone that um, manages several rental branches. And you would also sit down with um, <clears throat> an accountant. Um, manager and they would interview you for um, just kind of grilling you on all the different things you need to know if you're to become a manager tomorrow. Um, Once you take that test, if you pass, you're then um, promoted to management assistant level right away. And management assistants aren't managers yet, but they're now eligible to start interviewing for assistant manager opportunities as they come available within the region. So they would interview for those positions against their peers. Um, If you're promoted, then you're promoted to assistant manager at that branch. You'd probably um, get promoted in that title to maybe two or three other branches. Maybe you'd be promoted to an airport location. If that goes well, um, you can then start interviewing for branch manager opportunities. And it's the same thing. You start off at an entry-level branch manager location, and then you can continue to grow to bigger and bigger locations in that title until you can go then, you know, there's area manager, district manager, you know, regional manager, things like that, um, VP of rental, you know, so you can continue to move up and move your career. And then, like I said, there's other divisions and departments in our companies that, that our candidates um, can, our employees can get promoted into as well. Rental is not the, it's our biggest division, but it's in our only division. So they can go into human resources. Um, they can go into HR. Um, I'm sorry, they can go into risk management. They can go into our remarketing department. However, we do only promote from um, within. So everyone um, has to start at the management trainee level. Mm-hmm. They're well up at least to assistant or branch manager before they're eligible to move into other departments. And obviously that depends on availability as well. And if someone's willing to travel or commute or relocate at the company's expense for a promotion opportunity, if, they're, if it's appointed to them. Um, so that's a primary job that we have available and open to um, chaplain um, candidates. You know, like I said, we're in local enterprise is very unique. We're a very unique rental car company. A lot of rental car companies are primarily um, in the retail arena. Um, And again, that's why enterprise, although we're not immune to any economy, we were not immune to the pandemic, but we fared very, very well in comparison to other rental car companies. We didn't have to file for bankruptcy. We didn't have to you know, we, we have very strong relationships with our lenders. We're still very, um, you know, um, strong credit wise, things like that. So because of that stability, we're able to continue to run our business. And now we're able to look towards the future. 
Um, so it's, um, it has its stabilities as well. <clears throat> awesome. Definitely a very unique um, company. You were a student once and you even stated that you started off in the manager and training program with Enterprise. So what's the best advice you would give to someone wanting to pursue a career at Enterprise? Yeah, so I would say there's three main things. Um, I'll say what three what the three main things are and then I'll explain. So the first thing I would say for any student is um, get involved. I would say, you know, whether that be a, a, a club, an organization, um, you know, get involved on your campus. The other thing I would say is if you can try and get a part-time job um, that's in customer service or the sales arena. And um, the third, I would say, don't just get involved, but look for leadership opportunities. So I'll explain, I'll explain really quickly. And I'm not saying that they have to do all three of these things. They could just do one of them. But um, as a student, you know, we hire people from all different backgrounds. So we're not just hiring people that are right out of college. We're also hiring folks um, that have had a career for a little bit. And when, a, when someone thinks about interviewing for a job, sometimes they don't think about their competition because you don't see them. But you have to think to yourself, if you're right out of college student, you're competing against someone who's probably had one or two careers in customer service, in leadership, in sales. So how are you going to market yourself and set yourself apart from those types of candidates? And I think the best advice I can give is, and I think all three of those points that I made can all be tied together, is that you need to diversify yourself outside of just going to class every day and making good grades, especially when you're looking at, um, you know, careers that are hospitality and business wise, you know, in my career, um, when I was in college, um, in medical, it was all about the grades, you know, so you, I had to make good grades and things like that. And not to say that you don't need to make good grades in hospitality and things like that, but, you know, in addition to having good grades, you also have to have experience and, um, <clears throat> You have to make sure that you're putting yourself in a position to where you can talk about not just what you've learned in classes, but what you've done as a whole. I can't tell you how many times I've sat down and interviewed students who present themselves very well. They're, they're dressed professionally. They're well-spoken. But when I ask them about experiences with a customer or if I ask them about opportunities with leadership, all they can talk about is things they've done in class that are hypothetical they can't talk about um, opportunities that they've actually had to interact with those folks or take on leadership opportunities. So, you know, it's really important to make sure that you build your resume before those questions come up. You don't want to have to, you know, lie or say that you've never experienced that. In an interview, you want to be able to bring something to the table. So being involved on campus and clubs and organizations, but not just being involved, but taking on leadership opportunities. You know, don't just be a member. Try and figure out how you can become in a, a treasurer or a president or, you know, someone that, you know, handles the volunteer opportunities, um, fraternities, sororities, you know, all those types of on-campus um, opportunities. And sometimes people don't, um, can't get involved on campus because they have outside um, responsibilities, such like having to work. Um, working is a huge part of it as well. So if you're working currently, it doesn't need to be anything too intense. You could be, you know, a server or, you know, for me, the, um, when I was in college, I worked a part-time job as a quote unquote, uh, fragrance model. It sounds more, um, fancy than it actually is. I basically just sold, um, fragrances, 
um, in a lot of the department stores, but I was working for the fragrance companies, not necessarily the malls. But that was something that I was able to talk about in my interview about how I interacted with customers, solved customer issues, you know, had to sell a product that helped me to be successful um, through the interview process and go on to be successful within the company. So you don't just think that coming to class every day and making good grades is going to be enough, especially in the hospitality industry. You know, a lot of people are also looking for experiences, internships, things like that. So take on those um, extracurricular activities. Naomi, thank you so much for providing such great, I would say, suggestions and tips for our students. I know they hear it from us quite often, but it's also even greater to hear from an employer standpoint. Um, Now, besides the tips that you provided, you also provided some really great information about your manager and training program, which our students, especially at upcoming graduating seniors, they love to hear about those opportunities. Um, If someone, students or alum, would like to connect with you, what would be the best way? And also, if someone in the future hears of or wants to know more about these MIT opportunities, where would be the best place that they could um, see these opportunities and apply for them? Absolutely. Well, um, we are always um, advertising our our opportunities on um, external websites such as, excuse me, Indeed, Monster, things like that. But the number one way you can kind of look it up and you can create a profile too, then it will send you alerts, is our career website. So it's really simple. It's careers.enterpriseholdings.com. And it will take you directly to our career website. Like I said, you can create a profile on the website. So even though we don't have any management training opportunities open now, you can create a profile, you can create alerts so that as soon as I post something, you'll get an alert to your email that says that, you know, something's posted that matches your criteria within your area. So I would encourage anyone to do that. And I also have a very strong presence on LinkedIn. I actually hire a lot of folks from LinkedIn um, so I would encourage you, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I just, it's just my name, Naomi Lampkin search for me and we can connect that way. You can um, send me a private message. I'm always posting, um, our management trainee jobs on, on, on my sites through my feed. Um, I always post, um, information too about things that are going on with the companies. So other type of literature, I, I also like to post, um, helpful things. So things about resumes, you know, articles and stuff that I find interesting, I'll post as well. So I think that, you know, connecting with me or connecting with any recruiter that's in your area, um, you know, will help you kind of make those connections um, for our opportunities. So that would be the best way to connect. Thanks, Naomi. That was really helpful. And um, I'm sure students are going to be logging into the website (laughs) to um, search for those opportunities and apply. Um, So to kind of conclude our interview, I wanted to ask something a little more fun. Um, Sure. (laughs) So can you share with our listeners um, what your favorite song is right now and why? Um, Oh, okay. Well, um, not to, I I don't want to get too heavy, but um, my, um, I do have a Christian background so one of the favorite songs that I've been playing, especially through the pandemic, you know, because I think like anyone, um, you know, the staying at home and not having that uncertainty can be a little crazy. So one of the songs I listen to right now are, you know, it's just a bunch of different songs, but I have a little mix that just kind of has some encouraging Christian songs that I listen to, um, you know, some of them from, you know, Hillsong or um, gateway worship, things like that. So I don't really have one in particular, but, um, that's kind of like what I'm, what, what's kind of keeping me going each and every day right now. (laughs) 
Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And thanks for taking the time to speak with us um, this morning. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) So now, oh, thank you. No, it was great listening to all the helpful information that you have for our students and hearing a little bit about your background and some of the things that have made you successful. So thank you so much for sharing all of that information. You're welcome. You're welcome. So now this um, leads us to our next segment, which is our Real World Talks This or That game. So Natalie will go ahead and explain the instructions and keep it moving. Okay. (laughs) So Naomi, I will ask you nine questions and provide you two options for those questions. And you will let me know which option you prefer more. And you have 10 seconds to answer each question. And you have to pick one of those options. Are you ready? I'm ready. The pressure's on. I'm nervous. (laughs) I promise I'll go easy on you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do it. (laughs) So do you prefer to eat seafood or steak? Seafood. Okay. Do you prefer prefer an apple or an Android? Oh, a technology Android. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 10 seconds, Naomi, pick one. Oh, Android, Android. <laughs> <laughs> um, I prefer, prefer Android. That's a, that's the type of phone I have. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling away from the Apple train right now. <laughs> oh, same, same. So do you prefer a long walk on the beach or to go camping in the woods? Long walks on the beach. Mm. Okay, so you, I know you already said um, that you a song, a favorite song that you have and you like Christian um, music, but I also wanted to know, do you prefer rap and hip hop or alternative music? I'm not sure what alternative music is, so I'll pick rap and hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of those on a, on a separate playlist, so yeah. <laughs> okay, so do you prefer one week without soda or to go one week without chocolate? Soda. Okay. No. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate. Okay. <laughs> I need my caffeine in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. The next one is a little hard, a little hard. Would okay. you prefer dinner with Beyonce or coffee with Michelle Obama? Ooh. Coffee with Michelle Obama. Ah. Ah. <laughs> but then afterwards, we'll, we'll both go and have dinner with Beyonce. Oh. Ah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, would you prefer one week without TV or one week without a phone? TV. Okay, okay. Okay, most of them are like cons, but you have to pick one. Do you prefer forgetting your glasses at home for one day or forgetting your office keys at home for three days? Mm -hmm. Or you can't find your office keys for three days at home? Oh, okay. I'm going to pick forgetting my glasses at home just because I'm blind and I wouldn't be able to even leave or go anywhere without my glasses. Um, And I can probably work from home. So glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Your last one. Do you prefer Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks? Oh, Starbucks, 100%. (laughs) That concludes our game of this and that. (laughs) Those were hard. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I think... You and I are very similar, Naomi, because I would have picked majority of the same answers that you picked. 
Oh, good. Okay. Then that means I'm in good company. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. And um, thank you again so much for joining us. This concludes yeah. our talks podcast. And um, thank you listeners for listening into us today. And we will see you all next week. Have an amazing day. Bye. Bye. Bye.